1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
2: Believe. Hi, this is Stu Hodem with Believe in the Media Guide on the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? This weekend, CBS Sports will televise its 32nd consecutive PGA championship and 39th overall. With roughly 140 cameras, 372 record channels of EVS on the ground with 90 more off-site, and 150 microphones throughout the course, CBS Sports Chairman Sean McManus shares specifics after thinking back to John Daly's Wanamaker Trophy win in 1991 that started the network's current streak.
3: It doesn't seem like 32 years since John Daly won at Crooked Stick, but I—it's I, what it says in the press release, so it must be—it uh, must be true. Uh, couldn't be more proud of our golf team. I think we've had a great season so far, starting with the uh, the West Coast Swing and then the Masters and the recent events that we've done. I think our our team is clicking um, on all cylinders. Uh, couldn't be happier with the job that Seller Shy continues to do for us. Um, we are excited about adding. Two new names to our, um, uh, to our list of contributors, uh, golf personalities Roger Steele and Hallie Ledbetter, who I think will give us uh, a different perspective and, um, and some really good uh, context. Um, we have all the technology that you all are used to seeing that has been so impressive, a lot of which has been pioneered by CBS Sports, uh, specifically the, the drone coverage that we have. I think adds an entirely uh, new perspective. Uh, we've got uh, over 140 cameras and 150 microphones throughout the course. Uh, we've got the Atlas camera back again, uh, which gives a real cinematic and dramatic feel for the tournament. Uh, we've got iVision. we've got a ro- uh, robotic bunker cam in the 17th hole. So we have all the uh, bells and whistles that we'd like to have but the important thing is that we're really storytellers, and we plan to tell the story of the PGA Championship. This is the third year of our partnership with the PGA of America and, uh, and ESPN. And we can't wait to get to Tulsa to cover uh, what should be a really exciting event.
2: Lead producer Sellers Shy focuses on the bunker cameras on the 17th hole as unique angles to watch. I don't want to give it all away but uh a couple fly cans we do have a bunker cam uh in it 17. I think they're going to make it drivable uh more than more than once, more than one day. Um a little higher perspective at 16. It's a very difficult hole is par 5 for the members but par 4 for for next week. Um so yeah, uh, a, a few new additions, but 17 could be a very pivotal, interesting hole, knowing how Kerry Haig plans to,
3: to set it up.
2: Why is Shy so good at his job? McManus explains how the current lead producer of CBS Golf stands on the shoulders of the only two men to precede him in that chair, building on lessons learned.
3: He has an amazing knack to tell the story of a golf tournament, and so much of it is instantaneous decisions on what shots to show when, um, where to go at a particular time, and to work with the announcers and not making it just shot, 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 but telling the story of how these shots um, uh, affect other shots that have t- have taken place or are taking place uh, and, and working with announcers and giving them hints during the, uh, the broadcast and suggestions is something that you can't do too much. And quite frankly, you can't do too little. You've got to find the absolute right mix. Um, and I would say the, the collaboration on the tour um, with the CBS golf team is really solid right now. Um, everybody gets along with each other really well. We share ideas. Uh, Sellers has been very welcoming and solicitous when it comes to asking people for their input, which I think is uh, I think is great. And when he's looking at that bank of monitors and working with our director Steve Milton, and all of our announcers, um, he's calm and he knows uh, what the sequence should be, and he's unflappable. And you know most people think golf is um, you know kind of a slow sport and not difficult to cover. I've made the case many times that it's in many ways the most difficult sport to cover. You have um, 18 holes and anywhere from 5 to 15 golfers who can be in contention, many of whom are hitting their shots at the exact same time. And when that happens, what do you go to live? What do you go to on, on, uh, on videotape? And it takes a very special mind to be able to take all that technology and all that information and all those uh, shots and work with the director and putting them in the proper order and telling the story of the tournament. Um, so, I, you know, it's not just one thing, it's a lot of things. And I will just finish by saying uh, Sellers, his entire professional career. Has been built around CBS golf. It was the first real job that he had at the LA Open, as I recall. And he's lived and breathed it. Uh, you know, learned from Frank Trakinian and learned from uh, Lance Barrow, the only two people ever to uh, coordinate, uh, co- be coordinator, coordinating producer of golf, going back to the 1950s. He's taken all that experience and all those lessons and refined them so that I think our coverage of golf right now is the best that it's ever been. And I give sellers a lot of credit for that.
2: What makes a good golf broadcast? Storytelling, which starts with knowing who the players are and where they stand on the leaderboard, says McManus.
3: The constant leaderboard, which we've figured out how to seamlessly um, place in our coverage, I think has been the biggest development for us in many years. Um, And I think the way we use it to show some additional information, I think is, is unobtrusive, but it's always there when you want it. So I would point to that. Um, obviously the increased use of tracers and you mentioned specifically uh, from the fairway is important. I think we've used our drone um, coverage um, to really capture the ambiance of the different golf courses that we're at. Um, I think we've, the last couple of years, as an example, seen more uh, views of Augusta National than ever before. A lot of views that have never been seen heretofore. Uh, when we had the uh, when we had the drone coverage, uh, I think we're really good at um, setting the golf course up and showing a perspective. With our blimp coverage, which we've tried to integrate in a little bit more aggressively, so it's a combination for all of those. Um, and and I and you you use the word again, and it's a good one, is storytelling. I think all those um, augment the telling of the story uh, of the golf tournament. And I think you know I think our our production team, from you know sellers to our director Steve Milton, have just done a masterful job of. Uh, of telling these stories, both from a visual standpoint and from a uh, commentary standpoint.
2: Speaking of storytelling, McManus's father, Jim McKay, set the standard as ABC's Wide World of Sports and Golf host. Forty years ago at this year's venue, Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma, McKay was at the mic, and a recent graduate of the University of Houston made his mark as Jim Nance watched his former roommate compete while listening to a legend
0: the Ray Floyd 63. I have vivid memories of watching that. It was a year out of college. So I was 23 years old and, uh, Freddie couples, you know, the you guys know the story that we go back to school together. And that was his first big presence in a major championship. And he shot 29, I believe it was, uh, going out the first nine on Sunday, but he shot, 29. He ended up finishing third. I don't have it in front of me. You can look it up to fact check it. And one of the thrills for me was the fact that Sean's dad was on the call for ABC and he was talking about my boy Freddie. And I mean, I just had chills. I was through the roof with excitement to see him go out there and compete with the likes of Ray Floyd and put up a score like that and get on a tear. I know he shot 29. I can't be precise as to which nine, which day, but I know it was on the it was on the weekend, and he had, uh, I believe, a third place finish, and that was, uh, that was a thrill. I mean, I was watching Southern Hills with such interest, and um, everything that left Jim McKay's lips uh, sounded like gold to me, and then when I heard him say Freddie's name for the first time, it meant a ton.
2: For the third time in four years, the PGA Championship will be in May. Nance says he liked starting and ending the major season with the Masters in April and the PGA in August. But the move has been successful for the sport. McManus shares it's been better for business too.
0: I concern myself more with what's happened with those uh, two other events that we had in May, and what we had was we had a Brooks Kepka win at uh, Bethpage, and we had Phil winning last year. So, been I would say two massive successes uh, in May. Of course, in the middle, of the COVID year it got moved to August with with Colin winning. Uh, at Harding Park. So, you know, I think we're all, the biggest concern is the hurdle of Oak Hill, what that will be like uh, next year with the weather. What will that look like? We just had a temperature of 50 degrees on both Saturday and Sunday uh, in D.C., and that would be two weeks before next year's date uh, in Rochester. Uh, these guys played just fine in 50-degree weather. It's not ideal. I don't think that's what we're going to end up with there next year. But I think some of that kind of goes away, the concerns about May and some of these pre-existing uh, already assigned sites now running through the cycle. So I think there's something to be said. Uh, I, I'm not going to kid you. I, I loved having uh, the last at-bat when it was an August event, so I was all in on having – the bookend majors for us Augusta and the PGA. And I liked our summer leading up to that, but then now once it's moved, uh, I've enjoyed the fact that golf has this, this run of events beginning with the players championship of having big events in a number of months in a row. So, uh, I think it's worked so far. I mean, it's a close call, but I don't think anybody can say that uh, it was the wrong decision in any capacity.
3: I feel great about it. We were, um, you know, we were supportive when the PGA of America asked us our opinion. Uh, We said we thought it was great. Um, I think it's better from a a ratings standpoint in that there are more people in front of their television sets in May than in August. From a sales standpoint, second quarter sales are traditionally better than third quarter sales. And I think as Jim alluded to, the way the the calendar sets up, um, starting with the uh, the tour championship and then having one um, really really important event every month um, really through the um, through the playoffs FedEx playoffs I think is great so we're wholly supportive uh, as Jim said it was nice to um, have the first and uh, the last major championship, but I love our position having the first two and kind of setting the stage for the rest of the golf season.
2: As Nance notes, Phil Mickelson won last year's PGA championship. He won't be in Tulsa this week, but Nance says age and health willing, Mickelson will return.
0: He will be back. I mean, sometimes we get caught up in the cyclone of a story and we think it's forever. It won't be forever. He'll be back. Uh, of course, his age is is a factor in how much he'll be able to compete at a high level, but that's what they said a year ago in the Kiowa. So he'll be back. He'll play. He's got a ton of fans out there. Uh, this is a forgiving nation, and um, there's a million examples of people that have been able to somehow find their way back to being on top again, and I fully expect he will
2: last month tiger woods returned from injury to play in the masters and cbs lead on course reporter Dottie pepper knows not to count him out for this week's pga championship if i've learned anything in doing this for almost 20 years covering tiger that you never never say never (laughs) Um, you just the will he has the resilience um preparation doing whatever he can to cover every bit of preparation and recovery, you can never doubt the guy, ever. Masters champion Scotty Scheffler seeks his second major, and Nance says his NFL on CBS analyst Tony Romo has shared info about Scheffler and other Dallas-area PGA Tour stars. Tony
0: has a great knack for playing a lot of golf, uh, during the during the week with uh, the stars of the game, and Scotty's on that list now. I know he hasn't played as much with him as he has with uh, with Jordan and Will Zalatoris, but uh, he has a great regard. We've spoken a couple of times since the Masters tournament. We were texting during the Masters tournament, even when I was on the air on Sunday, as uh, Tony was forwarding uh, some great information about Scheffler that I actually ended up using uh, some of it on the broadcast. Um, but he, this is what he does. He, he, he plays with these, uh, kids in his eyes and, uh, he, he encourages them. I know they all look up to him because they're Dallas area kids. And he was their quarterback growing up. The one I've gotten to know the best. And I already knew Jordan since he was a high schooler and started playing in the Nelson tournament. So I have had a great friendship and relationship with Jordan, but, uh, I got to know will Zalatoris through, through Tony and those, uh, lean years where he couldn't find a place to play. And uh, he, he brought him uh, on the road to a, a couple of events that we had. And, uh, and I got to know him really well. You know, he's turned into a world-class player now. And I think he'd be the first to tell you that uh, Tony's encouragement has uh, gone a long way. in him being able to make that step, that massively important hurdle from being a guy in no man's land to having status and be able to not only maintain that status, but to be able to elevate your game to where you are in the upper echelon of of the sport. So I give Tony some credit for his uh, mentoring and tutelage for for these guys. Now, don't kid yourself. He's out there playing them and trying to beat them. Um, But um, uh, yeah, I hear about the Dallas area guys all the time through him.
2: Before the 2022 season, lead analyst Sir Nick Faldo says OnCourse reporter Colt Nose told the CBS team to watch out for Scheffler, and both expect Scheffler to do well this week.
1: I've got to give a shout out to Colt, and it pains me terribly that he was the one that told us at the beginning of the year, watch Scotty Scheffler. Once he learns to win, we, nothing's going to stop him. So, um I will counter that. Can I just quickly say that Colt, it's 8,492 yards to walk this golf course in a straight line. So I know that's not going to happen. So um, yeah, going to going to play off, onto the next major, um, he, he's going to feel very good. Um, he's this, you know, you feel like, wow, it's possible. Um, he's in such a good mental state because he's literally winning every other week. Um, he's had a nice rest and um he'll be ready to go on a golf course as you just said one of his favorite golf courses so you've got to believe he has a game plan that's the most important thing you're comfortable you know what to practice um you know what the priority clubs are that's another very important thing very much like mr hogan used to practice he knew well if you're going to hit all short irons all mid irons go and practice that so he he probably has quite a distinct advantage and if he putts if he pitches and pitches chips and putts like he did at Augusta um yeah he will be very difficult to beat
4: obviously him saying it's one of his favorite golf courses has got to be kind of terrifying for the rest of the field um you know his game's an in incredible form I, I think Southern Hills reminds him a lot of where he plays here in Dallas at Royal Oaks Country Club it's tree line with some dog legs so you know it's not a big change for him going up there I know recently he took a trip up there and cruised around in 64, um, shot 61 this past weekend at Royal Oak. So his, his game is in very, very good form right now. And I expect him to be a factor. Another
2: Dallas golfer, Jordan Spieth, seeks to complete the career Grand Slam. No likes his chances, and Nance says he may sneak up on the field to claim this elusive major.
4: I mean, I think his game's in pretty good shape. Um, he, he won his last start over at Hilton Head. Um, you know, Southern Hills, like I said, kind of with Scotty, the golf courses these guys play around here in the Dallas area remind me a lot of Southern Hills. Um, you know, I think for, for Jordan, the one kind of question, he hasn't putted the way he did back in 2015 when he was winning majors at a crazy, crazy clip. But the game's trending. I mean, the golf swing looks interesting, I would say. You know, I'm not quite sure what the rehearsal is still. But um, he's hitting it, honestly, better than he probably ever has. If he gets the putter going, I expect him to be a factor come Sunday afternoon. But there is still that that pressure of, playing, trying to complete that career grand slam. I know that's on his mind.
0: I like the way he's coming into this, not just because he won at Hilton Head, but because he's not the lead story going for the career slam. I think this is this is the kind of an ideal setup for him to go finish it off one of these years. It's ideal in, in my mind. And if he can get that putter working, which has always been a strong suit, except for the week at Hilton Head, which he still won, well, I think you got to put them right up there on the very, very short list of of uh, people to win the Wanamaker Trophy, and it would be right in line with what the PGA Championship uh, has brought to major championship golf in recent years. They find a way to produce the best drama and the most incredible stories. This would, this would, this would fit right in, and what a story that would be!
2: Thanks for listening to Believe in the Media Guide. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the podcast on iTunes and find us wherever you get podcasts, including Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V dot com. I'm on Twitter at Hothem, H-O-T-H-E-M as in Mary. Stay tuned and stay safe.